0: I am in Kyoto with Ikaru Hie and uh, we. she's working actually at the high school affiliated to the University of Arts and Design. I'm so blessed to, to be able to meet you today. I'm
1: so glad. Thank uh, you so much for saying uh, yes. Uh, thank you very much. Um, well, I, I, I was really happy when you asked me to like, you know, when you were looking for somebody who can speak English and then who, uh, le- who lived in the United States or who lived in, uh, abroad mm-hmm. and then uh, like you know teaching something in Japan and I thought mm, and then you are looking for somebody but it could be me so <laughs> I thought okay maybe I like and then I wanted to show you around mm-hmm. Kyoto but like, that's why, like, you know, I asked you, like, you know, would you like to come see me yeah. at my school so that you can interview me as well as I can introduce you to my school and then, mm-hmm. like, you know, show you around Kyoto as well.
0: Yeah, exactly, because you're doing an amazing work in, in this school that just opened, and then we're going to have a little talk about this a, a bit later. But it's it's very interesting how how you're going to use, like, creativity and imagination and. Uh, Independent work to uh, to let students complete projects and achieve their their high school. So it's it's super uh, it's super interesting and very uh, I would say yeah very uh, before time. You know it's a new it's a new movement coming through education. So, mm-hmm. but before that I, w- I would like to know a bit more about about you and uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> so what is your your
1: educational background? Okay. Well, actually, I uh, I went to, I graduated from high school in Japan in Osaka, mm-hmm. and then I went to university in Oregon. Mm-hmm. I graduated from West Oregon State University, mm-hmm. and there I studied psychology and I studied art. So mm-hmm. I had two majors double majors. Wow. And it was really fun, actually. I said, actually, uh, well, maybe related to the question number three. Mm-hmm. Well, good teacher. I, well, I, until I graduated from high school, I hated, I hated school. I hated the teachers. Why? Because, like, I saw, like, in our know, schools or the teachers, just you know, uh stealing my time or stealing my freedom. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Because okay. They tell me. They tell us what to. So I really don't like to be controlled or commanded. Mm-hmm. Like I was like that since I was a little kid. So, for example, like when I was a when I was like I don't know five or six years old, I always like like and I was always active. I I always wanted to do something and then learn something, mm. like even if a little kid. So I loved drawing and singing, and I I think I like expressing myself kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, one day I had like you no know, three bags, to So after school I went home. I don't go into house at the door. You know my mom put the bags. Um. hi mom I'm home and and I'll go to like the music class and Mm -hmm. then after the music class and I come home again and I I take another bag to go okay I'm gonna go to calligraphy class or something like that so in one day I had like two class after school class or something so I was like that because I chose it I said to my mom and dad that I wanna learn drawing I wanna learn singing uh, my mom said, like, my parents said, okay. But then one day, my mom uh, took me to organ class, like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, she bought the beautiful, uh, like, an electric organ at home. That was, I kind of felt like, oh, she is pushing me to play it. So I think I played for about or something, and uh, my every time my mom said, "Oh, so when are you going to practice?" And then I, I hated it.
0: Oh, so, because you feel pressure to do it. Therefore, yeah, you don't want
1: yeah to right. do that. After maybe the uh, concert, like you know, putty concert, I told the teachers that I'm not gonna come back anymore. I quit, and then I went back home and I told my mom that I told my teacher that I quit. And my mom was so surprised. I mm. that time I think I was like eighty years old or something. Wow. So I I you knew that already, yeah, depend like an independent Yeah. I I really don't like to be told what to
0: do. That's and a great we were talking a bit earlier about how you like to, to manage classes, well to mm-hmm. to work and teach and then it's all about, about that too. That is right. not about uh, telling people what to do but it's uh, mostly about working together. Oh, yeah, yeah right.
1: working together. It's fun yeah. But I like, if you are told what to do then That's the task right mm. and then when you finish it You don't feel happy. Okay, I just finished it So if I work together or if I have to use my brain Think about it and then find out the solution Then I'm happy. Oh, oh my God, I have this power to solve this problem. So I know how I felt. Like I knew it. That's why I didn't like to be told. Mm -hmm. Or I didn't like to do the task, which doesn't mean any sense, which doesn't make any sense, which doesn't have any meaning. Or the reasons. Or relating to you or your needs or like the why, right? right? Exactly. The why is so important in education. Why is so important. I asked one day, when I was in a junior high school, I asked one day to the uh, history teacher, why do we have to learn or remember or memorize the years, you know, in 16, blah, 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 what happened kind of thing. Because I, why do we have to learn that numbers? It doesn't mm-hmm. really click to me. Right.
0: I test your memory. You yeah,
1: test your memory. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I was so interested in the stories mm-hmm. of those historical people. How they started, you know, finding those kind of like uh, stars or like uh, astronomy mm-hmm. or something like that. And that's really fun to learn. But just to memorize the numbers and what happened doesn't make me feel like interested at all. I asked the history teacher and they said, oh, for the test.
0: No, they just said that, really? Yeah. yeah. So it's just for the test. And then yeah. after you can forget it. Yeah. Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah. Um, I think a lot of Japanese teachers think um, okay,
0: work hard for the test. You know, I think the, it, it happens in a lot of places yeah. too. It depends about it, it depends on yeah, maybe all
1: like the world, uh, worldwide. worldwide.
0: Yeah. Right. It really depends on the teachers mm. and and how they perceive education, but I've seen that in so many places that you got to remember the numbers and then after well, mm-hmm. you know, is, is 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 it about knowledge or is it right. about the skills? Right. right. I know in uh, in Quebec we had this big Discussion at some point because mm-hmm. is it all for the exam or is it about the capacity to yeah. overcome and be a better citizen? You know. So in your idea of what makes a good teacher, does a good a good teacher says the why? Yeah, How yeah, have,
1: yeah. To like you know to motivate the students and then to to wanna seek why what? why we like you know why uh like why it's happening or why it happened or. Like something like that. So yeah. to motivate the students to learn more about it. Curiosity, yes. right? Curiosity. is right. one of
0: the best weapons exactly. <laughs> we have. Because it just changes everything with the, mm. with, the, with the kids or with
1: anyone. Yeah, but like a you know, like controlling, commanding mm. style yeah. kills the curiosity.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: If you are told something about know, what to do, then that kills the curios- curiosity more interest
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i feel like when you were in your in high school university Mm -hmm. when did you have this freedom when did you when did you find
1: it after so i thought okay that's it i don't wanna i don't wanna live in japan because i felt i like you know suffocated or suffocated yeah yeah, like i i I couldn't breathe anymore Uh i didn't want to live in japan because because if I try to find the freedom then like people go like oh you're crazy or you, you're different kind of stuff and then like you know, suit to the culture mm. See, suit, like you know, suit to the community but so it's really really different you know Japan Japan it's a good thing and a bad thing like you know, Japan is very based on like you know, harmonies and that's a very beautiful thing but otherwise they are killing the individual individuality or characters. You wanna hide yourself among everyone, the community, but, yeah, yeah, community. But you don't. I didn't wanna do that. I didn't wanna lose myself. So I thought, okay, I am gonna say goodbye to Japan and I'm gonna go get out of the country. Yeah. So I decided to go to the university in Oregon. How old were you? Uh eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. You oh, have uh, to have when a lot I of I decided that I was like 15, 16, something like that. <laughs> I, yeah, around that time, awesome. I always said to myself, like, no, don't worry about others. Others are others. It's me. And
0: how did you, so when you arrived to Oregon, you you felt that the f- more freedom?
1: I, yeah, I feel so free. Wow. Okay. I feel so free. So if I'm different, then. I was appreciated. See mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. When you are in Japan, when you are different, they say, oh, you're different. Mm-hmm. And that you are wrong. Mm-hmm. But if you are outside of the country, it's appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I was so happy. Like, I finally saw, like, you know, I, I can recognize, it, recognize myself, or I can acknowledge myself, or I can accept myself. Yeah, yeah. Because while I was in Japan, oh, I maybe I was wrong, maybe I was different. I'm not suited, mm-hmm. like I'm not suited to Japan. Somehow, somehow, like I was blaming myself, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I was blaming others as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I don't like everyone. I don't like I don't like Japan, kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But then when I went to the United States, like uh, yeah, different is differences. Is and you did four years in Oregon? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, um, and you studied there, and you, you, did you miss, did you miss Japanese culture? Did you miss, yes. you know, like everything that was negative at some point, mm-hmm. did it become positive? Exactly, exactly.
1: Oh. Yeah, once, because you are in that world, yeah. right, you are in that community, that's why you couldn't see yourself, like, uh, you, you couldn't recognize yourself from outside, but you couldn't recognize your country or culture, because mm-hmm. you're in it. But once you are outside and you can compare, then I thought, oh, I don't like this American culture, but I like the Japanese culture of this way, from this perspe- uh, perspective. I, I, I was really lucky that I could go Outside of the country, so that I could see Japan in a different aspect mm.
0: and perspective, and therefore perspective. It gives you, it gives you another other ideas mm-hmm. about the society there, and other ways to understand it and right. like see what fits and doesn't fit. Right. I did the same when I was in, and when I was eighteen, I left. I lived in France for like six months, and mm. it was the same thing. I was like, ah, Quebec, enough, and then <laughs> and then I realized,
1: oh, actually, it's good. Yeah, they're, they're really nice things about Quebec. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now I love Japan. That's why I came back to Japan yeah. and I thought, like, you know, here is an issue mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is a school system. And, oh, uh, and what is the issue? The mm-hmm. issue is like, you know, that's, uh, in the school system, they don't have that long-term goal or something. But... Only like okay, you are doing this like as I said you know, to you before that why you are learning histories It's because for the test or the entrance test for the university kind of stuff. But if you have the long term goal or like what how how you wanna live your life kind of stuff, mm-hmm. see, because um I well I, I know myself. I'm so independent, so I am. I am not good at to be hired.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're saying this in a closed room.
1: <laughs> I have been freelance for, ah, okay. for 13 years. No, 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 15 years. No, I, well, after I graduated from university, I got a job at an English school. Mm. for about a couple years and then after that i got a job with ibm and i was in marketing and i I was there for about 80 years or something Mm. and then uh somehow i got a job as a professor at a university
0: how did you how did you get that because actually yeah often like it's a being a professor university is is really like a, an amazing job to have. So I'm sure a lot of people would like to know how did you get that. You
1: know? Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't really mean to be a professor. <laughs> I really wasn't even looking for it. I was, I was in a, an IBM, and I was in a corporate training, like a training department. I was in marketing first, and then somehow, so I was really young. And then somehow, I, somebody from the sales promotion department was looking for an assistant mm. who can help consolidate and manage the uh, coaching workshop. That was, it was 1999 or 2000 something. And then, like, around that time, the coaching is, well, just a few people knew in Japan. It was like 19 years ago. And then so I didn't know why it's coaching. It's like tennis coach or something. (laughs) But but then like my business coach. And then so the the teachers from uh, the trainers, corporate trainers from the United States came to Japan to teach, teach or facilitate Mm -hmm. coaching to all the sales managers. And around that time, IBM, IBM Japan had like no, I don't know, fifteen thousand employees or something. It was big. It is, it is yeah. still a big company. Uh-huh. And then I was in the IBM Asia Pacific Service Corporation. I was a position of consolidating and managing, and then like you know, coordinating the workshop not only for IBM Japan sales managers, but also all Asia-Pacific sales managers because I was able to speak English. Mm -hmm. So that was a turning point, actually. I bumped into a coaching, like skills and mindset. And I thought, oh, this is a wonderful tool to communicate with people. Because around that time, I was so demanding, or I also, I I, I just wanted to express myself, Mm -hmm. listen to me, listen to me kind of people, kind Mm -hmm. of person, Mm -hmm. but then, like coaching, you have to listen, and then, when you are a skilled listener, then people like to listen to you more, and I found it out, and I thought, oh my god, goosebumps, I loved it, Mm -hmm. I started to learn by myself as well, while I was coordinating, you know the all the workshop. When I coordinate a workshop, the teacher comes to like sometimes Beijing, sometimes so I was traveling around, mm. Beijing, Sydney, Melbourne, and uh, Singapore, and Tokyo of course, and Osaka, all around in Japan as well. Mm. And then every time at the workshop, I was sitting back, you know, back of the classroom. And then listen to the you know, training. And then maybe 10 times, 20 times, or more than 30 times. Then I said, okay, I could do that. <laughs> and I talked to the trainer. And they said, oh, well, you can do that because you have the background of psychology and stuff. And then I started being a trainer. Yeah, I started being a trainer in 2002. And then I started teaching coaching and presentation. And then like my profession is uh, behavioral analysis. So I started teaching that. And then kind of like I became a popular uh, teacher. Around that time, I met improv as well in 2003. And oh, I want to use improvisation into my corporate training. I started Mm -hmm. using that. And then I wanted to use it more. And I asked my manager, that I want to use improvisation in my workshop because the workshop is set by IBM, mm-hmm. so it's kind of uh, in a smart way, or you know you don't want to have any comments. I asked the manager if can can we use it or can we just uh, apply mm-hmm. improvisation a little bit? But they say oh it's not our style. What I did was like Monday through Friday I did the normal mm-hmm. cowboy training. And uh, Saturday and Sunday I started doing my own business, uh-huh. which is in a communication. Okay. I so I uh incorporated my own company. For uh, Applied Improv? Yeah, Applied Improv. Yes. So that was that started in two thousand three mm-hmm. and
0: and just to describe a bit what is applied improv because maybe some of our listeners don't know what it is.
1: Okay, applied improv. Improvisation is like improvisation comedy. You perform without any scenarios. Mm-hmm. You you on a stage, like maybe by yourself sometimes, or sometimes like you, know, you have like not, uh, a couple partners
0: mm-hmm. together
1: on a stage, and then you ask the audience. For example, is there any place you wanna go or you know are there any place you usually go or uh, just tell us any now?
0: And then and then after and so improvisation is acting without without a script. Right. It's the art of storytelling, and then it's um and applied improv.
1: Applied improv. Improvisation is for the show. For the audience, but applied improvisation is like using those improvisation skills or mindset or games. For example, one objective is like to brush up the presentation skills. For example, I sometimes use, no, for example, I when I teach coaching, I always use one word at a time. Because you want to be a good listener. So, for example, one word at a time is like you can only say a word Mm -hmm. and the next person continues the word. Can we do it? Yes, yes, yes. I think uh, that would be a great idea. Maybe we go to school every day and we want the skills (laughs) set. Because we are great at learning. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes, something like that. I it's love the these things too. Yeah. Yeah. I always do the mic drop, you know, at the end oh, of right. like a, a... Mic drop, right. Yeah, at end of the practice where it's the same thing. We yeah. create a sentence, yeah. Oh, it's goodness. usually the cheesy one. I like the cheesy one. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the best, yeah.
1: Yeah, but... In this way, like, you, know, you really need to be a good listener. You cannot predict. You shouldn't. Right? And then for coaching, mindset, it's the same. Yeah. You don't want to predict. Or, like, you know. I really
0: like that. You don't want to predict. You want to be surprised. You want to let, like, the complete, like, freedom.
1: Exactly. Oh. So you can learn that in the moment. In this skill. So this is applied improvisation. It's, you You don't have to be good at it. Well, you want to, I mean, you want to be good <laughs> yeah. at it. But as a show-wise or performance-wise, you don't have to be an actress. Yes. Actor. Yes. You know, you, you can, you don't have to express yourself in a very elegant way or something. Like, you can just, bah, 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 bah. but the, the point is that after, we practice this, and then debrief is the most important thing. What was happening inside of you? Did it? Did you let it go? But you couldn't let it go. For example, like you know, when we were doing this, then I wanted to say something else. Yeah. But Lawrence said something else. I have to follow. I have to just yes. Then and in between us, we were just letting letting go all the time. Yeah, letting go the ideas that
0: we had of like, okay, this is gonna make a great sentence, you know, because we have like our brains are like that. Well, right. they're they're just they're just modeled to be thinking all the time about possibilities. So yeah. it's it's great that we can like share the control, like all the idea of share control in right. love, right. and the yes sending is is so helpful in, yeah. in so many different ways. It's so interesting that you've been doing this. And this is where we met actually. We met in Yeah, exactly, in, in Manila. Yes, yeah. yes, at the mini Applied Improv Network Workshop. Yeah. Yeah, which was a, a, it was so amazing.
1: Well, actually, we're going to have it again in Singapore next year oh, in April.
0: Too, I, I hope
1: you're going to come. Yeah. Right. I may actually not be able to go. <gasps> but I am always a coordinator and I, yeah. Yeah, I this, will do my best. This requires a lot of your time too, to be a coordinator. <sighs> you know. It took a lot of time. I was yeah. going to almost die and because yeah. it was just the end of the all the preparation for open up our new school. Yeah. So it was, you know, happening in March. Yeah. So and then I had to make an introduction, like you no know, invitation letters and then consolidating all the data from the participants who want to, you know, participate. participate. And registrations and like wow. you no. Know, Make abstract and this is so
0: much work yeah and then what is really interesting too is that this one in manila this this year you have you had um workshops from people from colombia from right. venezuela from, right. from from spain from uh, from manila and in america i think yeah. too yeah so it was very very vibrant very diverse right and very interesting to see different people's perspective on mm-hmm. improvisation and how right. you can apply it in, in your life, exactly. and as a problem solver, as a, a new perspective, as a mantra for some people. So yeah, it's really a great great job, great organizational yeah, skills. Is, you know, it
1: is. It yeah. is. We actually had a, a, that was a mini conference, and yeah. then we had a big conference actually two weeks ago in New York. Yeah, uh, heard. I was there, and we were there, we well i joined applied improvisation network mm-hmm. in 2006 and yeah. that was the my first conference is in norway Wow! yeah Trondheim, norway mm-hmm. and then since then i was just addicted to it <laughs> one it's because the people who come are so open-minded and like yes people and just so happy beautiful people they just 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 meeting up and chatting with them like you too, and like can give me all the energy. Yeah,
0: right. Oh man, that's uh, I I didn't know if you if you if you had the chance to go in, in New York. I thought about going next year. I oh, thought what? I met you there too.
1: <laughs> uh, somehow in a dream. Yes.
0: <laughs> I was I was thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was always like super interested in uh, drama therapy and art therapy and stuff. So that's why. So I always like the applied improv. And yeah, at um of it.
1: at the learning journey, I joined one learning journey which was talking about the Alzheimer and dementia. Oh. Right, and then using applied improvisation can help the family and the patients as well, but the, especially the family oh. as well. Because, like, well, uh, improvisation can help the people to deal with the change. Because you have to be open to it and say yes. Right, that's right. If anything happened mm-hmm. to anybody, anytime, and then uh, if you are trained improvisation, and then uh, if you have the mindset of like be present, yes, and, and Make that look good kind of stuff. Then, hmm, you you, are not afraid of anything. Anything happens anymore. Because whatever happens, you go like, okay. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> okay, how can we deal with it? So you can be creative. You don't go, oh my God, why me? Mm-hmm, you, know? mm-hmm. you don't go like that. You're not in a victim. Yeah.
0: Like, you're in the action mode in the reacting how can we react to that exactly which is more positive and more it's more in a growth mindset That's right. That's right. That's
1: that's so interesting. I really like how you say it. Yeah, Yeah. it's all improvisation. applied improvisation can help to get rid of your anxiety Mm -hmm. and depression kind of stuff and Mm -hmm. your fear of what's gonna be happening kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would really recommend yeah. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> to learn improvisation, yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Have you had the chance
0: with your with the staff to do a little bit of a pipe? Because you're your you're principal, here. yeah. So, have you had have you tried uh, with your staff? I have done it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: But I haven't had a chance to do it all mm-hmm. together, like no, chan mm-hmm. and another teacher, Taki chan. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he's gonna show up tonight, yes, at dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been trained very well. Mm-hmm. About like, especially since Like now, I've met him like six years ago or seven years ago. And yeah. then since then, he was addicted to improv. Uh. that's why he was working for other school. But when I told him, like you know, I'm going to open up a high school, which is based on and or applied improvisation. Would you like to come and you know mm-hmm. work with me? And he said, yeah. and then he quit the job and then he came. Yeah. Can. yeah. That's awesome.
0: So, so let's go with this segue with this idea mm-hmm. of yes and mm-hmm. and the school. Mm-hmm. Now, can you explain like to us a bit more of the concept of the school and why did you why did you hop in? What what made you uh, say yes and to this amazing challenging project?
1: Okay. Well, actually, because everybody was surprised that I was going to be a principal. <laughs> see, see, I, I don't feel like it. <laughs> At all. <laughs> like, I am a really like an anarchy or like, you know, um, uh-huh. yeah, progressive. So progressive or like, you know, normal high school principal is like an older guy, like uh-huh. a man, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. And, and then who are kind of who, not everyone, but very square minded or like, especially old. Man, mm-hmm. right. And so, it's
0: totally not you. Like no, you are no, not no. an old man, <laughs> and you are not square-minded at <laughs> all.
1: No, so at I'm all. almost opposite from mm-hmm. that. I've been saying like, well, I've been saying I'm going to change education system in Japan by applied improvisation since I joined AIM. Mm-hmm. So that was 2006, so that was like 13 years. I have been an activist. Of yes, great. Changing the education system because education is the way of changing the future. I took it because the that. students, the children yeah. are the future. If we give them the good quality of education and if it could be an entertainment, mm-hmm. then the students can be grown in a better way, not to be a robot. Yeah, yeah because we are in a rapid changing world. Anything happened
0: so quickly, right? right oh, we're right. used to have like like the internet is just mm-hmm. like always like watching something for like five minutes, five minutes attention span. Right. Like we get exactly. we get bored so quickly. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And bringing the critical thinking mm-hmm. and the personality and the creativity and. And I was looking at the university, Kyoto University of Art and Design. Their mm-hmm. goal is to actually improve like creativity and imagination. Imagination. Yeah, right. to be able to face like the issues of the world. So I was like, wow, that's like a great yeah. goal, you know, for university. And oh, then, thank you so much for our
1: uh, learning, or well, like a
0: <laughs> great job.
1: I did my <laughs> homework. <Yeah. laughs> that's right. So we are based on the same concept of mm-hmm. the university. Right. I was working for uh, Kyoto University of Art and Design as well. Uh-huh. I was a professor of uh, three universities. Mm-hmm. And then I was a faculty developer, uh-huh. or uh, like a freelance faculty developer. So any school, like, you know, uh, asked me, like uh, offers me uh-huh. a job. So it's one year program. I go to a school and then do a training for two days or three days. And then, like, you not know, let the teachers, you know, make a change of the program and then start a new year Mm -hmm. Uh, and then i go to the school and i observe the teachers who attended my training and then give them like you know uh, counseling and coaching Mm. one by one we usually have about have about 24 to 30 teachers in one program in one training Wow. So I stay at the university for about one to two weeks. I First session, second session, third session, fourth session, so I go and I can observe as a student. And after that, after school, I have about 30 minutes uh, uh, coaching with yeah. each teacher. Mm-hmm. So I've done that job for about seven years, mm-hmm. including Kyoto University of Art and Design. And then they said, you've met almost all the university teachers, professors. We have an opportunity that opening a high school, and then we thought you might be the good candidate. Because you know the professors, you know the school very well, you know the concept of our mm-hmm. university. And then we like the idea of ESN. Mm-hmm. And ah, yeah. um,
0: what, what did you learn while teaching adults? Well, what was your biggest finding? Because uh-huh. you've been teaching to, have you, have you thought to all younger,
1: younger too? Well, uh, what well, is, well, eventually, like, you know, I, I've been teaching the youngest would be like five, six years. Okay. Okay. Old kids up to 80 years old yeah. or so.
0: So what is the biggest
1: difference for you, the biggest challenge Well, the older ones? I was a corporate trainer for some years, and all of a sudden, I had an opportunity. Well, like, you know, that, can you come and help? Like, you no, know, one day, uh, one of my friends asked me, can you come and help me to do the opening session of my university class? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went there, and then we had a blast. And that, that professor asked me, can you come back again? And a full time, I did it again, and then we had another blast. Mm-hmm. And then this professor asked me, like, would you like to come and teach at our university? Okay. Because your skill is needed wow. at our school. That was K.O. University. Mm-hmm.
0: So you really made your mark by just doing an amazing work. They, well, they, they, they could see it. And this is, I think, this is something good to know as, like, teachers, like, from abroad, from if you want to. If people see you do a great job, they want to work with you. And as you're like a teamwork, you you love working
1: with people. People yeah. see that. Right. And I think those people, of course, watch me, but also observe the students uh-huh. who changes from the beginning to the end. And and for example, like, you know, usually, like, they always, like, you know, uh, most of the people, they like observe my classroom say, like, you know, those students usually don't say any word in the classroom. Oh, They're and then, not active. Yeah. And they say, like, why they are so active in your class? Even though you are asking the students, oh, call me Hikaru-chan. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's like, okay, call, see what I mean? Like yeah. I don't ask the students, call me Sensei. Yeah. I, I mean, I tell them not to call me Sensei because sensei
0: teacher. It is very common in here to be called sensei, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But
1: mm-hmm. I tell them not to call me sensei because I'm here too. Not to call me ko- kocho is like principal, but not to call me kocho because I don't want to be that. I want to be flat, borderless, open yeah. Yeah. relationship with the students oh. and with everyone. Have you seen there's this um,
0: East versus West Psychology, like the pictograms. Ah, no. There's a there's, um, really interesting, and it's it's um I don't remember the name. You can look on the internet. Mm-hmm. East versus Western mm-hmm. uh, uh, psychology. Mm-hmm. There are pictograms, mm-hmm. and they were made by this Chinese mm. woman who lived for fifteen years, around fifteen years in China and fifteen mm-hmm. years in Germany, and she looked at that, and and she she depicts her own ideas and perspectives on mm-hmm. the world. Through the Eastern and Western eyes,
1: mm-hmm. um, this
0: is, and she doesn't say she. Has, she's like the truth, you know. She's like right. In this idea, there's a pictogram of boss and employee versus mm-hmm. Eastern and Western, right. and they're right. very different. Yeah, yeah. they are. Uh, yeah. yeah, and I, and and I do believe that the way the way you say it, it, it to be called by your name, mm-hmm. works well with the Western way of everyone is the same size, exactly. you know. Because exactly. in in this in this pictograms on the Western. Side, it's everyone's the same size, but mm-hmm. the boss has like a different collar. But everyone is the same, like size, right. whereas in the eastern side, you have. All the employees, and then mm-hmm. the boss is like twice the size in a different color, so you see that I technically, really see the, that. you know, the employees are just looking up at the mm-hmm. boss, and the boss is looking down at them, mm-hmm. and it's it's a different way of thinking and working, you know. So, but it's just very interesting that you've been mentioning that, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: that, yeah, that makes sense, like, you no, know, from that, like, you no, know, we were talking before, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: but actually, students love it because they are younger uh-huh. and then they are more like you know, influenced by Western culture and then like you not know, the difference ah. yeah they, they like that they that's why I think my class or my program or myself will like become popular mm-hmm. more I think because this is coming from how I felt when I was in school mm-hmm. why teachers are so like demanding? I really didn't like it. We are the same human beings, and uh but and I also think like you know, teachers. Should, I think teachers can learn more when you are on that same floor. you uh-huh. See what I mean? If you are on like one or two level up, then you don't see it, and you you don't like to make mistakes, or you wanna be perfect. Mm. And you don't want to show your embarrassment or anything. If you are trying to put yourself upper level. Yeah. But if you are on the same stage, then you are not afraid of making mistakes. You are not afraid of like you know, showing your emotions and stuff. And then you mm-hmm. can discuss from your heart. And then you can learn it better. Oh, this is so beautiful. and inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And talking about mistakes, mm. What is one of, like one of the either biggest mistake or one of the mistakes you've done in education and that made
1: you learn a lesson. What lesson you learn from that? I'm learning right now right now. <laughs> it's like, okay, so uh, everybody thinks like I'm in the management. so I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to find out how I can um, how I can offer something else. To not to tell everyone, but to make something happen to change their mindset mm-hmm. of okay, we are learning together. Or building a team. Yeah, building a team. Uh-huh, the team spirit, the cooperation, and that's, right. yeah, right. So that's that's what you're learning right now, and by right. right, yeah, yeah, building team, not. As a manager telling them to do mm-hmm. kind of stuff. But it's kind of hard to be, because they're expecting me to be that person. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. So I'm learning. And this is a good opportunity for me to learn. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm in
0: that yes and yeah, ah. know, really. And they always say like, the, the biggest the challenges, the better <laughs> the outcomes. Exactly. You know? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> You'll get probably a lot from that. A yeah, lot from right. that. Oh, to describe the program that that, area is, that, that, that is starting here, it's very interesting because kids don't go, kids, high schoolers yes. uh-huh. are not going to school every day. They don't right. need
1: to. Right, they don't need to.
0: They, they basically stay home, study, mm-hmm. and then three times a week they do come to mm-hmm. school to right. have conversation and follow right. up with the teachers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this this idea came from was it inspired from like from the university from the from a certain system of education throughout like, around the world? Um, do you know? Yeah,
1: well, this is a very brand new system. Uh huh. Super I don't, interesting. Yeah, I don't think you would hear you would hear any anywhere else. This is actually based on like, no, there was one guy mm-hmm. who is who have been working for University. Art and design for a long time. He he was actually he he was another person who was working for Recruit. Okay. It's a major big company. Yeah. And then he he joined Kyoto University. Uh, I don't know twenty years ago or something. So he's been there for a while. That university itself always had an idea of opening a high school, but they. It wasn't successful, the Kyoto government, or like they didn't accept it. Mm-hmm. But this guy, his name is Tokumaru-san. He, almost all the systems are based on his brain.
0: Wow, okay. So, really? So yeah. he thought of this by himself, and he uh-huh. thought this might, this might work? Right. Wow. Right. Wow. So
1: it's still on a working process. And, like, no, he didn't, he didn't, he, he tells me that he didn't even realize that. Because he, <laughs> he was the person who asked me, like, would you like to be a principal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he knew me for seven years. So he was the coordinator of the faculty developing program there. Mm-hmm. That's how we met. Yeah. But the school has a program that you're following, right? Uh-huh. Yeah,
0: okay, so you're following right. the program now, it's just about... How to make it successful, and
1: he learned about uh, improvisation as well, mm-hmm. and then he saw all oh, this concept of the work to yeah. like you no know, uh, coordinate this uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday like mm-hmm. uh, correspondence system, mm-hmm. right? Usually, the correspondence school you come to the schooling uh, only like two days in like one season. Or something. But our school is like you have to come every Monday, Wednesday, not have to but Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Mm-hmm. In that way then you you have a lot of time but still you come like at home and then by your own. You also come to school to see you are doing that. You are making the right path for your future or for your career. So. And
0: and then, for example, so they, they, the students will develop a lot of independent working skills. Right. Um, and then they will also have some teamwork.
1: Yeah, teamwork, teamwork right? as
0: well. And the teamwork is inside these, like, days that, like, you, that they come to school? Or is it outside? You say you are responsible of well, meeting outside. Yeah, inside school. Inside school, right. okay.
1: But also, like, uh, spontaneously, like, no students come, you know, come get together. They can do that? Yeah. Okay, good.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so interesting. I'm really I'm really looking forward to hearing more about like about this like especially in the next year to, to see how this program is building up because yeah, it's, exactly. it's very interesting how how the kids are more responsible in their learning and it can also help them be more in, in differentiation when it comes to teaching right. Because if you do have a follow up a bit uh, closer with each student, mm-hmm. you have a bit more as a teacher. You have probably more time to do that, right?
1: Right, 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 yeah. right. And That's right.
0: Rob differentiation
1: with this with this program. So the teachers uh, need to have the skills of facilitation of okay. coaching.
0: Ah, in order right. to be able to teach
1: to yeah. to, to pull the. Like, you know, yeah. and encourage and uh, put the information from the students. Like, because students are valid. Mm. You know, some of the students are so motivated from the beginning, and some of the students uh, just come because they saw, like, only, oh, we, uh, we mm. go to school only Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's, yeah. it's easier. But it's not actually because you really have to push yourself at Mm. home and study by yourself. Exactly. It's easier actually to go to school every day sitting, even if you're not listening. If you are sitting there, then it's counted. But here you come only Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and but and like you have to work on your own time Mm. and then. Mm. And you have a lot of expectations whenever you come, right? Right. And then you have to finish your report, papers. Mm. It's actually harder. Yeah. It's more like a university. Right? It's more university. Right. Yeah. And you have to take a credit mm. if you want to graduate.
0: Well, it reminds me a bit of... Um, there. I did an internship in um, in a school where they had a progressive way of thinking and the kids would have to... They were actually free to manage their own time. hmm and they would make their own schedule and right. then they would have their own project and learn more or less whatever they wanted to work mm-hmm. on and it was very interesting because in they but they would have to stay in the class you know right. that's but it was elementary school right? right they were like 10 or like 10 12 mm-hmm. years old and they would just learn and study about project that i would have never thought that a 12 year old could do you know but they would just, like, develop the skill set and just, uh, yeah, build their own curiosity and confidence through, like, learning. It was very, very interesting to, to be part of that and also to, as you say, let go as a teacher, right? Because yeah, yes. when you're, you're in the classroom, you just need to make sure that everyone is working on something. Right.
1: That's right. That's yeah.
0: right. Yeah. How do the – so whenever the teachers are – the teachers are in class and you have the like 30 students – How do they make sure that everyone is working at the same time?
1: Well, actually, um, so teachers, the the style of the teachers are different. Ah. But I teach as well. But for me, uh, when the students, well, my class is different because I teach presentation and Mm -hmm. communication. And then I don't have any videos, like, no, which they can learn from at home. Ah, okay. But usually, that's called a study supplement. Yeah. That they have, like, a Japanese, like, language mm. and, like, mathematics mm. and science. They have those videos, so they can learn it from home, at home, watching it. After watching those, and they come to school. But we, our job is to motivate the students to learn around that area or Mm -hmm. the subjects, right? Sometimes the teachers just give the bait. Mm. Okay, isn't this so much fun to learn about around this era? Like Mm -hmm. for example, history. Yeah. Like renaissance Mm -hmm. is very uh, wonderful moment of opening a new culture or something. Mm -hmm. Once the students find out, oh, we want to learn more about the renaissance, then open the textbook, right? Yeah. Our job is to make the students to feel like, oh, I want to open up the textbook and learn more about it, kind of stuff. So that's our job to do.
0: Yeah, curiosity. Right. Ah, (laughs) so important in education.
1: So important. Right. Yeah. So our job is to make the students to feel like, oh, we want to seek. We want to, like, know. yeah, seek more or like so. Project based learning is yeah. very important for mm-hmm. the students to mm-hmm. to feel like we want to
0: learn more. Project based learning is is a big thing also in in, in China where I yeah. where I work and also everywhere like everywhere. everywhere. Right. Because now if you
1: can lead a project, what
0: yeah. else can you lead, right?
1: Right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And my uh work is my my uh, my program is based on a social. Social emotional learning is like uh, emotion. Uh, I am the behavior, like a profe- uh, yes. profession. Why do you feel sad? Each person feels differently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I My job is for them to learn your emotion first. And then, like, you know, because you are part of the so- society. To make the society in a better place or to make a good... Better relationship. You want to learn yourself. Well, and then learning yourself, learning your own emotion is one of the part of the like learning yourself as well. Sometimes you, some person gets mad instead of some person gets sad. In the same situation, people feel differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And now, so why do you feel like that? And then how can you identify it and right. deal with it in, right. a, in a responsible way uh-huh. and then you can keep working and learning right better right uh a few tips if you are for example if you want to work abroad and move to china and and teach there what would be like three tips you would give them any any listeners
1: uh so in japan you mean in
0: Japan, yeah, for anyone who would like to. And then. To, to work in Japan? Work in Japan as a teacher. What would you say? As a
1: teacher. Okay. Ooh. To the Western people or to the people who are outside of Japan who don't uh, know very much about Japan?
0: Someone who doesn't know so much about Japan, I uh. would say. Well, if you know about Japan, that's great. But I think that you pro- they probably know like a bit of how to get processed so and stuff.
1: You may, like, know, the first step is like you have to, like, when you're in Rome, do as Romans do kind of stuff. So oh, when you're yeah, in yeah. Japan, like, you know, do as Japanese do. Yeah. So for example, like, you no, know, Japanese people don't stand up much. So just watch and observe first before you say something kind of stuff. That's a great Yeah, one. that's a learning for me as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And number two is like... Um, Well, it would take a little more time to make the students open up. Be patient a little bit. Right. So don't feel bad about Mm -hmm. not having any response from the students because they're not used to it. It's just like they're not used to it. And number three, Japanese people are very, very, very kind. And a good listener they understand it they are actually understanding more than they can speak Mm -hmm. we don't learn how to speak at school well we finally started doing that but still we learned english for six years but we learned like writing grammars and reading kind of stuff but we don't Mm -hmm. we didn't learn much about listening or uh, speak. and then Japanese is a very high-context language. They don't really speak out and, like everything. They resist inside, and they speak very sh- small, short. People are very friendly, mm-hmm. so and then good listener mm-hmm. and then understanding. So don't worry about it. Dori, <laughs> you come to Japan, right? right. Um, to Japan. Do you have
0: one last thing you want to say about education or something? Anything well, you'd like to say?
1: Well, I believe, in, like, the yes and can save the world. yes and can change the world. So uh, I would just want to spread this mind to the world so that the world can be, you know, safer and peaceful. Thank you so much for your time. It was such a blessing. It was
0: so nice meeting you, and thank super you so inspiring. Much. Yeah, thank you yeah. Much. And we'll come. We'll continue doing yes, and yeah. and interviewing amazing teachers. So thank you so much. It was a- oh, so great. Mm-hmm.